Back here on this uh, special postseason edition, a Thanksgiving weekend edition of the New Hampshire High School Football Show. Our final show of the season as we actually are taking next weekend off. So, Dave, you can sleep in and we'll be back at it live from NHTI in Concord. It'll be the fourth annual Coaches for a Cause preseason basketball jamboree put on by nhsportspage.com. We'll tell you all about that coming up in our next and final segment. But want to talk some power poll as the final poll of the season is out. I'm not very surprised that the top two teams are Bedford and Merrimack, even though Merrimack didn't make it to the state championship game. But the poll voters, in my opinion, got that one right. Those were the best two teams. That's who I had. I, I Me put, too. I had I had Bed I had Bedford one, Merrimack two on the first weekend of the season, all the way through, and it never changed one time. So Me too. So I had it from Me, the beginning. Me too. So you did. Yeah. So both of us kind of. Yeah. yeah I, so. I never had anybody. Actually, I had Wyndham as far as three. I did too. You know, and then I dropped them. I think down to seven, but. I'll just give you the final poll as it was. I mentioned Bedford won, obviously undefeated, running the table, twelve and zero on the season. Merrimack nine and two. There are only two losses to Bedford. Both of them close. Came down to the last play both times. Real close at the end. Yeah. Exeter tremendous season for the Blue Hawks. Had them three. Yeah. Ten and two. Uh, they finished uh, just one point out of second place. So this could have been a tie for second place, but Merrimack gets the nod just barely. Nashua North, you know, the consensus number four team, you know, that final four team from I didn't Division have One. I had Plymouth four. Yeah, Plymouth four, huh? I thought about it, but I think I had Plymouth fifth. I'm, I'm, I'd have to look and see. But Plymouth was fifth in the overall poll, which I like to see. Yeah. I'm a little bit surprised that they were placed that high, but I think, you know, the people voted. They all got to see Plymouth in person probably for the first time this season, right? Yeah. And they had them yeah. slotted fifth. Goffstown, which is a team that was eliminated by Merrimack in the first round, they finished seven and three on the season. Their only three losses came to the top two teams: two to Merrimack, I had them up one there, to yeah. Bedford. They were sixth. Wyndham, with just the one loss, it was to the eventual champs, Plymouth. They finished at ten and one. They were seven. I think that's where I had them, Wyndham. Yeah. I think so too is where I had them. Bo, I believe I had them in the eighth spot, nine and three. Great season, first season in Division Two. Yeah. Uh, they finish eight, and I'm happy to see this. Stevens tied for ninth with Salem. I had Stevens in the poll. I, I think at ninth. number ten. I had him ninth. I think I had him in at number ten. I think 10. I had John Stark ten. I that's probably what it, it might have been. Either I had Stevens and John Stark both in there. Stark received votes. They received three: one from me, one from you, yeah. and one from somebody else. Uh, one lost a bow, beat Plymouth. Nashua South was one of those also receiving votes. Yeah, I didn't vote for him. BG got a vote, and I, I know who voted for him. No, I put North. Nick I, Anastas voted for BG. I saw his ballot. He <laughs> emailed he did. everybody. Of course he He's yeah. a Nashua guy. Um, He's yeah, not even a Nashua no, guy. No, I mean, he works there, but uh, Nick doesn't know much about the lower division, so I think he just goes strong with the D1. Teams. Oh, yeah. yes. So I don't think Nick would even I would have liked that. Nick to have seen Plymouth and Bow. I would have liked. Nick to have seen Interlakes Mullenboro Stevens. Yeah. You know? Oh, well. 
Um, but yeah, no, that that's pretty much what I had on there. Yeah, I definitely had Stevens in there, and because I had Mananoc at number ten for most of the year in the power pole. But, so did I. But yeah, I had Merrimack. Merrimack's only loss was in overtime at Bedford. I mean, Exeter proved a very very worthy team. The final on a neutral field, they lost seven nothing. Could have been fourteen nothing if Bedford decided to punch it in there at the end. But uh, I thought Merrimack was the second best team all season long, and yeah. So. I thought that. There are some years where Division Two, you know, could give the teams from D1, the top teams, a run from their money. I'm not so sure this was the year. I mean, I'm not, you know, raining on Plymouth Parade or, you know, raining on Wyndham like because of the one loss. If you had to pick one D2 team to represent you in a game you have to win, I think you'd send Wyndham right. to that game over Plymouth. I yes. mean, even though Plymouth earned the championship, but... Plymouth, I mean, Wyndham was was built to be with their depth and their size to to compete at a D1 level. I think they could have competed pretty but I, well. But I don't think this year was one of those years where you could say that for you know, I, more than that one team. And Bedford's, I don't say it with a lot of confidence now about Wyndham. Bedford's defense would have shut down yeah, a lot of D2 programs. Yeah, absolutely. What about, you know, we, we talked about these, uh, you know, these pie-in-the-sky Thanksgiving Day matchups. A Wyndham-Salem matchup with a healthy Josh Sabanda, a healthy... James LeBlanc. Yeah, I've said that. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. Wouldn't I seen, you know, uh, who do we have Manadnock playing out there that we thought would be a fun Conval. Conval, yeah. Contrasting styles. Or even Keen, yeah. I mean, yeah. You know? But Yeah. I mean, yeah, it is pie in the sky because a lot of these teams have been off since the end of October, you know, or November 1st or whatever, so. Think about Keen. You yeah, know, they they did not make the playoffs and then to have to play another game at They're this point. They're playing hoop. They're getting ready. So... You know, Bo, okay? Let's put a bow on the season for Bo. No, no. When they moved up in Division Two, we thought they'd be they'd compete, right? Yeah. We had no no predictions about them being in the championship game and, and being that close to winning it. No, and he, here's what happened is if, if I haven't heard anyone say this, but if somebody from Bo was saying, Oh, you guys really weren't talking to us to begin the season, the problem with them was their schedule wasn't very hard. They were beating the Merrimack Valleys and the Pembrokes and the, and frankly, the Guilford Belmonts of the world, and so you respected, but you always respect Bo. They're a terrific program, um, great coaching staff over there. But um, you couldn't tell; you didn't see them coming because you didn't really know. And and Hanover was the same way. Hanover had a really nice win over Lebanon, but we didn't think Lebanon was elite. We thought Lebanon was a playoff level team, which they were. Um, so it's hard sometimes to kind of gauge where they rank because, frankly, if they're beating Merrimack 31-14, to 14, it's not going to jump on your radar. It's, oh, my God, they beat Merrimack Valley. Excuse me, Merrimack Valley, not Merrimack. Mm-hmm. They beat Merrimack 31-14. Yeah, you, you noticed that. Um, they're beating Merrimack Valley, and they're beating Pembroke. I don't think Pembroke won a game, or did they beat West? I can't even remember. Yes. Yeah, they beat West. So, you know, so it was hard to kind of see those teams coming and, you know, we kind of focus on the John Starks, Plymouth, Wyndham's, even Milford's of the world uh, through the first part. But tremendous. And that was the first time I had seen Bo in person on Saturday. It's the first time I've seen him uh, this season on in person. And I've seen him on film from our coverage, of course. But I was struck how big they were. Yeah. They were really big. Defensive yes. line. I'm like, wow, Bo High School. Look at these guys. They, they, were, they were very big. And a very, very good team. I mean, they had playmakers all over the place. That Corville kid had a game. Yeah, he had a great game. Uh, Bedford, you know, when you think about it, they, outside, Derek Stank mentioned this, they gave up 51 points in the first two weeks of the season. 
and then pretty much shut people down the rest of the way. Timberlane. Timberlane really had 31 against 31. them. And in the two games against Merrimack this year, Merrimack, who scored all those points, the record and all for Grassini, Bedford gave up 20 points a game to those guys. Yeah. I think what they were able to do is is cause turnovers, you know, against a team like Merrimack. I mean, Grassini threw five interceptions in that playoff game, and I think that's, you know, they were going to give up a couple of big plays here and there, but they were also going to pick you off a few times. And um, that defense was really good. You know, both defenses looked very good in the championship game, but that Bedford defense, I mean, that's a really good Exeter offense. We forget that's an Exeter offense that scores about 30 points a game, and they couldn't score. They could not score against it. They didn't even get a field goal attempt. It's not like they missed a field goal or whatever. They they couldn't score. They had some drives. Oh that yeah, they kind of died. Yep. And between the thirties, they moved down. it. They yeah. moved it. Exeter moved it between the thirties. But once you and got I don't down, even want to call it the bend but don't break defense because I don't no. think that's what it was. Bend but don't break to me means you're going to give up short pass. Patriots are you know they they're don't give up the big play. That. Exeter's not throwing the ball, so I mean it's you know they're they're churning it out because they're Exeter and they're very good and they execute so well. But uh, Bedford's defense was Bedford's defense ended up at the end of the season being the elite unit in New Hampshire high school football. Would you agree with that? Over yeah. the Merrimack offense, which yeah. would be, I would think second. And they always you know that you hear the old phrase defense wins championships. And that it did this year. Yeah, absolutely. No, all the credit to them. And they 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 stepped up at the at the right time, and the, and they got the job done. Uh, let's talk about some teams that, you know, had great seasons this year, kind of breakout seasons. Obviously, John Stark is one of them. I think Conval kind of stepped to the forefront this year. Um, you know, let's talk about those teams in particular. I guess it's it's coming out of D2, you know, this year. Well, Hollis Brookline, yeah. It was they a... stepped back. Hollis Brookline has had some success. They've been in the playoffs recently. I don't know if they've been that recently. Well, I'm, 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 I'm saying, you know, within the last decade. they've. Oh, had yeah. Good... I remember big playoff games against Portsmouth when they were in the same division. I remember Portsmouth going down there, beating them in a playoff game. But, no, they were a really fun team. D2 all around was really fun. I think Lebanon. A lot of credit. When I talked to Chris Childs on the phone, I, I officially apologized to him for counting them out of the playoffs. And Chris was funny. He goes, yeah, he goes, you know, people were like, oh, yeah, so you guys are out of it now. And he's like, well, we're not out of it yet. And they came back and beat Plymouth 7-6. to six, And then they beat uh, beat Bo in the last game of the season. So the two teams are in the championship. And like I said earlier, they didn't beat them in September. They beat them in October, the end of the year. Um you know, Hanover was a great story. Nice to have that program back in the mix again. They fell one game short of UNH. Um, but, yeah, there were a lot of really, really good stories out there. And, um, you know, I thought St. Thomas really defended their title very well. They got wins over Milford and Conval in games they had to win. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's how you defend your title. I said it says a lot about you. And I think Goffstown was the same way. They got beat pretty good at, at by Merrimack in that playoff game, but Goffstown had a really good season. I mean, yeah. new quarterback, new running back, and a lot of new faces. Duval didn't play most of the year, and mm-hmm. uh, I thought Justin Huff did a terrific job. That whole staff over there, you know, did a terrific job, and uh, it was admirable the way they defended that title. I think that was another story. And and and, and, and the other thing I kind of like to see, I would have loved to have seen Mananak win that title. Linwood Patnow is a guy I've spoken to a lot, and I just enjoy talking to the guy. Um and I like those teams sort of out at that region where they're pretty passionate about it. But people complain and complain and complain, just like they did about Pelham in Division Three, and it's not fair. And we saw Campbell with a jumper to beat Pelham 
a team that had beaten Londonderry, you know, um, in in the, in the an undefeated Londonderry team in a, in a holiday tournament. So we saw how D three can rise up, and we saw it. Manak didn't win. Stevens High School beat him, you know, no. and 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 won the title. And I think that's a terrific story. Yeah, and and just the way they they gained revenge from that fifty seven to twelve loss, you know, not even, you know about a month ago. Just an amazing turnaround. And, and and if you want to be, I think we've already sang the praises of Bedford, and we'll continue to do so, and it's all deserved. But Minanok went down. Wyndham went down. Bedford didn't. I know it was, you know, that controversial call, and people from Merrimack say that wasn't pass interference, and people from Bedford say, yes, it is, and that's, that's never going to end. And I saw the replay five times. I showed it to friends. You know, we were out, and I said, do you – it just was too – I don't know. We didn't have the angle on it, and it's impossible to say. They made the call, and unfortunately, you gotta li- one side's got to live with it, and for Bedford, it was it was a call. You know, we're never going to know. The it, call's not changing. Yeah, right? it, it just – They won the championship. They won it, and then – and when they went to overtime, it was tied, and, mm-hmm. and Bedford beat them in overtime. So right. sometimes you got to almost theoretically win the game twice, and for Merrimack, it didn't happen. They were a great story. Kip Jackson has become one of my favorite guys to talk yeah, to. Yeah, great guy. Great guy. He and I are going to try to get together during the offseason. You know, um, what a great guy. And and those kids are awesome. Danny McKillop, who we're going to see very soon in the Jamboree. But, uh, you know, Grassini and, and Daniil and Eichmann, they were terrific. They had an unbelievable season. And for Merrimack, it was a season for the ages. So they should be really proud and feel really good about it. All right. Well, it was a season uh... – that was very, very enjoyable, and it was great to, to cover it, be a part of it. I always enjoy it. Now we make the transition into basketball season. So we'll take a final time out here in the New Hampshire High School football show, and we'll start the transition now into the New Hampshire High School hoop show. we got a one-week hiatus next weekend, and then we're back and uh, – we're at it again inside the gym at NHTI Concord's Community College for the fourth annual Coaches for a Cause, a preseason basketball jamboree put on by nhsportspage.com. We'll get you the matchups, a little bit of breakdown on the different games, and it should be a lot of fun just a couple of weeks from today. It is the postseason edition of the New Hampshire High School Football Show and a Thanksgiving weekend edition to boot. And it's on ESPN, New Hampshire, and nhsportspage.com.